Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We welcome in the professor, uh, Jason Jones, who I think appears every week uh, with a pro wrestling shirt on. Which is, that, is... is that KO? Yeah, that's KO. Yeah. And I think I need to go grab my uh, charge real quick. I just got the whole, you need to charge. Oh, oh that's no. okay. Go, 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 go grab the charge, man. There ain't, right. no, ain't no fourth wall on this show, man. You good to go. Uh, you good to go. But, no, I was, I was, I was happy that they won mm-hmm. and, and probably excited that they won. Um, but there was, a, there, there was definitely a, you know, I've, I, I, I do all of the, the graphics. That's why they look like a, a child made them for, yeah, like, ESPN look, 1320 really and all that stuff. They look really good. The, uh, truth be, I... You know, San Antonio's guy. I was making that one pretty early. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, I expected them to win that game. San Antonio starting. Now it's the crazy thing. It there always happens. KO's back. KO. There you go. You know, I'm not a big KO guy. Just, he can go. Just, I, I He's know, really, know, really good. I, know, I just I'm not a big KO guy. Like, yeah. I thought what they did. Like maybe it's because he stole the. Is stunner. that what it is? Oh. You don't like fat people? Well, no. I think he stole the stunner, and I, I don't appreciate that. Well, eventually every move gets recycled at some point. Remember, yeah. remember when the super kick was a finisher? Oh, yeah, a long time ago. <laughs> There's a lot of moves that used to be finishers. It's just like a move now. The DDT used to be the most feared finisher of the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that meant Damien time, Damien's dinner time. And now yeah. it's a transition move to something else. That's right, it. Right. Yeah, but, but, but. They told a nice little story with Kevin Love on Friday. Oh, Owens. I didn't, I, uh, I, uh, Kevin Owens. They, t- they told a nice little story with Kevin Owens on Friday. I got to check that out. I got to watch because, SmackDown and talk. It, and, it, and, it, and, it, and, it, and it's just the brilliance of Sami Zayn. Mm. One slight little facial expression, and it was, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So that, that's it is, it is brilliant storytelling going on on Friday night. Yeah, right. I like yeah, that. Yeah, he's in his bag, and and I'm really enjoying the you know Dominic Mysterio spent 30 minutes in jail, and now he's Tupac. I mean, I love this. someone so- compared him to Prison Mike from The Office, and like now I need to now I absolutely need to see it because I haven't. I mean, this is some of the when he goes to back on the yard, like he was actually in prison. Like, on the yard, that was what they would do to you. I mean, I haven't seen this. I'm gonna have to see this. I'm gonna. It's hilarious. I mean, it has me dying every week now. (laughs) Whenever Dom goes into his, you know, what did he say? Uh, Was what did he say? We what do we call a oost in the oost where I'm from? A fake essay. (laughs) Oh Oh, my god! God. (laughs) 
I gotta, I gotta go catch oh, up on my DVR I, I gotta see yeah, this, this stuff is gold. I, I mean, I I'm loving every minute of this whole Dominic Mysterio, you know, with the David Hatton, the little fake teardrop tattoo. I mean, this is no, no, they don't. He got it. <laughs> That's tremendous. He's wearing the flannels now, and <laughs> oh. yeah, it's, it's outstanding stuff going on right now. Oh yeah, I gotta check this out. That is tremendous. Hey, uh, one thing I was gonna say though. It just, you know, being at the game on Friday. And, Damien, you may never experience this. Jason, you might. Uh, but, Damien, I think you'll never experience this. Matter of fact, I'm going to make sure you never experience this. After the game, the beam was lit. Literally the happiest place on mm-hmm. earth. Everybody yeah. in Doko was just smiling. Mm-hmm. It was so happy. It was like, ah, oh, yeah, this is the best thing ever. I love life. I love sports. La la la. Sounds very fun. very stark uh, comparison to when Saturday lost, night when it yeah. was just yeah. doom and gloom. Mm-hmm. And I say you'll never experience that yeah. because not, I don't know if we're gonna let you stay around the whole time anymore, no. Damien. Yeah, no. oh for two. <laughs> oh, for, oh, oh for oh for two. You lost may, I may even make you cut out early on Friday. Well, I, I, if I explain it to to everybody <laughs> in the room, like, hey, these are the rules. They are rigid. Uh, I will show myself the door. <laughs> good time and then jason you got to get back up here man you know what i'm saying you gotta get to the i room, will so. i will i mean they got me doing you know visiting other places right oh, now you, oh whoa whoa did you see, did you see that did you see the man uh, on saturday oh man red your color bro red your color oh <laughs> red your color oh, big I, i'm sorry san francisco 49er beat writer i was jason off, jones the Niners, first off. And secondly, that lanyard for my credential was the first right. time in my life I've ever worn anything with the 49ers on it. Boy, Sean and Cunningham <laughs> dimed you out with a quickness. Then Marcus Thompson got a picture of me. This I, I didn't real it didn't dawn on me. Then they were like, You've got Niner stuff. I'm like, I don't have Niner stuff on. I have a lanyard with my credential. That had the 49ers logo on it. Reggio color, big dog. Look, he look, now he's wearing red. I think we've already transformed him. I think so. This was a Father's Day gift from my children. Thank you very much. Just happened to be <laughs> let's, red. Let's Go, goes goes with your no. new lanyard. No, hey, no. Hey, you going back this weekend? No, I'm not. I don't no, that's not in the cards. And it, he I wouldn't tell I'm us right. if he was. I would need to wear blue and uh, silver and blue if I went back. You know, I'm not a Cowboys fan, but I despise the joy of Niner fan more than Cowboy fan. My girlfriend's a Cowboys fan, so Ooh. I got to. So I, if I if I got to choose, you no know, peace and violence, I'm, I need the Niners to lose and go ahead and make sure that she's happy. Well, I don't need the Niners to lose, even though my fiance's a girl Cowboys fan too. Oh wow, man. How did this happen? She's a lost soul. Been trying to save her for years. She don't want no saving. I heard she got run. Why did United fans do that? Why don't you come over here with us? We don't. Nobody wants to come be with y'all. Okay. Well, I mean, we're having so much fun. We're having such a great time. We're trying to bring everybody else into the joy, but I'd rather. And Ryan is absolutely no. going to be a Niners fan. I heard uh, the, 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 the Dak lost, Prescott jersey's already uh, been purchased. Well, I might have lost Reese. I'm not going to lie to you. I might have lost Reese. Mm. I'm not losing <laughs> Ryan. Mm. Not losing Ryan. Okay. All right, buddy. We'll <laughs> I see. got lucky. All my kids went with me except one of them. He, he goes back and forth depending on what parent he's hanging out with. <laughs> 
It's probably the, the smart, smartest kids you have right there. <laughs> yeah, the That's the one like, who's going to get away with everything. The other ones are like, we're going to roll with dad. Whatever team dad likes, you know, <laughs> we, you know, got him to a Dodger game early. So they're like, yeah, this is the, you know, but one of them, he, he has this little, when I'm at mom, I'm a Warriors fan and I love Steph and I'm with dad. LeBron is the best player in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and he even told his older, older, I, I was just joking. It's the youngest. I was just joking with him one day. I was like, if you want to eat, you know who to cheer for. He told his brothers, do you guys want to eat? <laughs> if you want to eat, we like the Lakers over here. And they were like, okay, whatever. Well, well so, look, look, Jason, don't be surprised if he says uh, last week, he said LeBron is the best player in the world. And this week he says Harrison Barnes is the best player in the world because that's exactly who's balling out right now. Harrison Barnes is killing in 2023. Killing. New year, new Harrison. <laughs> yeah. What, what's the number? He's averaging 21. And, 20, and yeah, 22. And it's on like he's averaging 22 points per game on 56% from the field, uh, 56% from the from three and 89% from the free throw line. I think it's – I might sound crazy now, 22 a night. I don't think so. I think Harrison, I really believe he can go 17-18 a night for the rest of the season. If he does, they're a damn good team. I mean, that that's – yeah. And it's always fun when Harrison goes on these stretches where he scores a lot because it's almost like he's like, yeah, I'm doing it. Yeah, you know. He doesn't change. He's just like, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm – it, it doesn't happen often, uh, but it's happened now. We were t- we were talking about who to root for because we're looking at the scoreboard every single night. Every day. Every uh, Portland and Denver play tonight. Denver will be uh, playing without Mike Malone, oh. who has entered the very rare health and safety protocols oh. in 2023. Oh, every now and then, I guess they still check. So you know. <laughs> Every once in a while. They check more for um... – for steroids than they do uh, <laughs> COVID. Josh's been tested, what, seven times? Yeah. They got Donovan after Every he scored Every time he dunks on somebody, go ahead and get that skinny kid a test. Yeah, that's not making any sense. And I think only coaches enter health and safety protocol. <laughs> Michael Malone. Yeah. Mike Who Brown. I, I, I have no idea. Every, all the players got non-COVID illnesses. <laughs> um. Is it you 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 have been around the Sacramento Kings for a very very long time. Is it fair 42 games into the season I think it is to not expect something to fail anymore to like look at this team and go, "Nah, this is this is a good team that's going to achieve something this year." I think it's fair. I think we've got enough of us cuz even back in the 2018-19 season, it kind of felt like a lot of smoke and mirrors mm-hmm. like they're doing this, but this is going to fall apart eventually. And I think even though – I think they're they're so good on offense, it overcomes the defense. And, they, you know, so the, I, I just think what they're doing they, – they can they can keep this up. I don't this, – this doesn't feel fake. I mean, mm-hmm. that year felt like, yeah, it, it, they're doing it, but nah, this, this doesn't feel like – it didn't feel like they were one of the eight or nine best teams in the West. It felt like they just happened to have a halfway decent record. When your head coach comes out and says, nah, this ain't, this ain't going to hold up, that's probably a good indication that it's not going to hold up. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I, I this this feels real. This feels – it looks real. You you know, you've got talent. You've got two legit guys, you know, a, a legit one-two combo as opposed to 
a bunch of guys playing above their heads and you feel like all these guys are going to come back to earth. Mm. It, I don't think Sabonis is going to all of a sudden go out there and start averaging 10, 12, 7, and 3. Yeah. You know, I don't think De'Aaron's going to start averaging 15 points for like a month. So I, all of this feels legit. Mm. You know, I just, I, I mean, the team is put together in, in a way that makes sense. They've got an identity. They're, they're beating teams. They're, you know, they're, they're supposed to beat teams for the most part. You know, I just think that this this is I think they're a, this is a, a, thing, a model that they can keep up, you know, the rest of the year. Where, where do you stand on like what they're doing on offense compared to what they're doing on defense? Because like I've I've talked about it a couple of different times. Like this is what you do: you score. And I'm not saying neglect defense. I'm not saying don't try to get better on defense, but never lose sight. 2022, 2023 Sacramento Kings, you score. That's what you do. I've coined it. That's your superpower. Where do you stand on, like, where that can get them? You know what I mean? Like, is that something that is just applicable to the the regular season and in the postseason they're not going to be able to do the same things? Or is it something that can still be a bit of a superpower once the playoffs come around? I've always said that you got to pick a struggle. And for so many years they were bad on both ends of the, <laughs> of the court. It's like mm-hmm. – you got to pick a struggle and they've clearly picked their struggles going to be on defense. So, you know, so this is going to get them some regular season wins. My concern for them in the postseason would be if the game slows down and gets more physical, you know, if the refs, you know, you know, hold up, the refs don't change anything because the postseason, they still rep the same way. I forgot, but Hmm. say the game slows down a little bit and then start letting guys grab the air and more and they get a little more physical. If the game slows down and becomes about possession by possession, can they defend over, say, a 12-minute stretch like you need them to win playoff games? I don't know. Well, shout-out to the officials who have spent yeah. the whole first half of the season allowing De'Aaron yeah. to play playoff hey, basketball. They're, they're preparing them. They're, they're getting them ready. <laughs> you know, so, but I, I think, I mean, no, that they can be a scary playoff team because they can score. And so, I mean – what that gets you in the postseason, I don't know. I don't think it gets you swept. Mm. But, you know, but I think that uh, when you play the best of the best, that that the, the, the defense is going to matter in the end. But like I said, they got an identity. They finally have picked the struggle instead of saying we suck on offense and defense. Okay, you know what? We'll be really good on offense. We'll keep trying to get better on defense. Mm. And even though we won't, you know, hold you to like 98, some, some ridiculous number. If you can play good enough defense, you you know, you can win some games. And, you know, they just don't have a lot of margin for error a lot of nights. Right. You know, that point differential is so small mm-hmm. to where if they were just, a, you know, a little bit better on defense, you probably could breathe a little easier. But they're going to be in a lot of close games just because, mm-hmm. you know, what was that old Patrick Ewing line during the lockout? We make a lot of money, but we spend a lot of money. <laughs> Yeah. They score a lot of points, but they give up a lot of points. So <laughs> they're gonna have a lot of they're gonna have a lot of tight games, but they're gonna win more than they lose playing this way. And as long as they don't get away from what they are offensively, and they don't turn, probably more importantly, don't turn the ball over because you can't mm-hmm. be bad a bad defensive team and then give up playing this style and then give teams 15, 20 extra possessions off of your own mistakes. Yeah, and, and real quick, now I was gonna say what what Jason said is not wrong like traditionally that's exactly what happens in the playoffs 
with high-scoring teams. The game slows down, and those you know seven seconds or less teams or something like that in Phoenix, they usually have a hard time scoring. Here's the crazy thing for this Kings team is they're not like a fast-break team. Like They're not like this run-and-gun team. Their half-court offense seems so efficient. That's where they're getting a lot of these points. So if the game does slow down in the postseason, they're still right at home. Like, hey, they go to work in the half court. So I'm yeah, sure they'll that's be. Why they that's why they can't turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. why you can't have 15, 20 turnover games. Because yeah. that along with bad shots, you know, as long as they move the ball and they take good shots, they'll be balanced defensively. You can get back. You got a chance. But they just can't get into some crazy stuff like, you know what? Hey, 20 seconds on the clock. I'm taking a 35 foot three just for the hell of it. Yeah, they just can't get sucked into stuff like that. I also think that unlike in years past, they actually have personnel that can play defense. Mm-hmm. Whether they do it every possession or, <laughs> or, or, or... Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Or or for 48 minutes is an entirely different story. But we know De'Aaron can play defense. We know DeMontis Sabonis is always going to know where to have his guys. Harrison Barnes the same way. And then, you know, of course, you know, Davion Mitchell potentially being the anchor Mm -hmm. for all of that. I think in years past, it's like none of these guys can play defense. This group, I think, can, just don't. And I'm not sure what's worse for Mike Brown, but like I, I think that's the case, and that's why we've seen moments, spurts of really solid defensive efforts from them. Yeah, because past years it was okay. Harrison, can you guard four people? Mm-hmm. And it would be like, okay, we need Harrison to guard the best wing player. Oh, you might need to guard a power forward. Hey, Harrison, why don't you play some five and guard somebody? So you know, now you you know you got you got multiple guys who can help. And I think that, that that is what makes it frustrating because it's like, you guys can do this for more than five minutes. Yeah. Can we get, you know, 10 minutes of it? Because, I mean, the, the way they score, most nights they're going to go on a run. And you're not going to keep up with them for about a good seven, eight-minute stretch. Mm-hmm. And if they can, and as long as they just defend and don't turn the ball over, play smart, more times than not they're going to be able to win games. 
The frustrating thing watching them, and we saw a lot in that Spurs game, especially in the first half, was like the straight line drives. Mm-hmm. Like if you're if yeah. you're not a great defensive team, cool, but you can't just let people waltz to the basket like they did in that first half. And that's that's usually when I get frustrated with defense. I know when when the three balls falling for the other team, it's frustrating in a different respect because it's like, oh my gosh, they're hitting everything. But you kind of just say, hey, like they're hitting shots. When they just walk to the lane, Trey Jones, oh my gosh. <laughs> they had him looking like like uh, Chris Paul. Yeah. Prime Chris yeah, I Paul, mean, man. Those nights where they're giving up 60, 70 points in the paint just can't happen. Like, you know, you're giving up 120 something points and more than half are coming in the paint. I mean, you just, you know, because then if they're living in the paint, then, you know, when they're not scoring, they're probably getting to the line. So now mm. you're at a deficit in paint points and you're probably giving them 30 free throws. It's just a bad recipe when you just let guys go, you know, do what they want. And if and where I get frustrated is when I'm watching and I go, you know what, that guy's gonna be wide open. Hmm. And then everyone sees it, and then they they don't see it. Hmm. And it's like it's just it can't just be too easy. And sometimes it's just too easy. Like okay, dribble the ball up, go straight to the hoop. You know, somebody get in front of them, do something. Yeah. yeah. And that's what the Spurs were doing. Spurs, you know, they had had a couple of games, both against the Rockets, where they held them under, I think it was under 50. It was like somewhere in the 40s in points in the paint. Yeah. And then San Antonio came out with 66. And they they looked like prime Wilt Chamberlain out there getting getting buckets for them. Uh, and they couldn't do anything. And, I, and, and you say this all the time, Casey, that's less an interior defense and weakness on the perimeter. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you can't put Harrison everywhere. You can't put Harrison and Davion everywhere. Everybody got to do their part. Uh, speaking of Davion, we talked about him earlier, and I think we both kind of came to the conclusion uh, he had a big offensive game on Sunday against the Spurs. And, you know, I think he's capable of doing something like that a little bit more often, but it doesn't seem like it always happens. But it kind of feels like, um, you know, like extra extra icing on the cake when he's able to score. And I, what I mean by that, Jay, is I feel like Davion is so important and so vital to the defensive end. He can have games where he has like four points, and I'm still like, cool, Davion did his job. He locked up. You know, do you feel the same way about watching him play, or do you think you want to see a little bit more from him on the offensive end? I mean, the way they score, it's kind of hard for me to be to nitpick Davion for not scoring enough. Yeah. I mean, it's always good, you know, when your backup point guard can go out there and maybe get you double digits. But I think, like you said, so much of his energy is committed sometimes to disrupting another guy. And he's shown he can be an improved shooter. He's shown he can, you know, he can do it. It's just, it's just also that he's in that spot where you're the backup point guard. So he's not going to get that same length with terms of minutes and maybe, you know, on a, on a given night, he only gets up four or five, six shots, whereas if he were playing more, he might get up 12, 13. Mm-hmm. So I don't really worry about him. You know, the times I've talked to him, he's he's solid. And, every, and his track record is that he's going to do what it takes to win. Yeah. You know, he's shown that he will improve in every area he needs to improve. People forget, before before he, you know, was going to his last year of college, they were saying he was a guy who couldn't shoot from the perimeter at all. And he went out there and he showed that he's shown that this year. And everyone from Baylor would always tell me when I talked to him about him, he's going to, he's going to make your, uh, 
your culture better by the way he works. So I don't worry about him at all. I just figure, you know, there'll be nice where he scores, nice that he doesn't. But even if he's not scoring, I don't worry about Davion being a guy saying, I missed four shots and I'm not going to do anything else. Mm -hmm. De'Aaron Fox has been just ridiculously explosive this year. I think he has more dunks this season than like the last two years combined. What do you attribute that to? Is that is that just like an evolution of his game? Because for us, we've speculated, especially he, he had like just a couple in a row and they're like just explosive, just vicious dunks where it feels like, and he said this really, really early in the season, I can get any shot I want to. It feels like he's playing with an entirely different level of confidence and that's allowing him to get to the rim in a way I don't think he ever has before. He's just doing it. I mean, he's always had he's always had flashes of it. Mm. And I was about to that uh, that Twitter exchange with him and his dad when he said, I think it was back during Team USA days, where he said, "I can you know I can dunk on anybody anytime I want." His dad said, "Well, won't you do it?" <laughs> you know, he always could do it, and that's always was kind of the uh, kind of question with De'Aaron: not can you do it, but why don't you do it more often? And mm-hmm. this, this, this feels like this season. I think part of it is. He's got better players around him, which is, of course, is going to build your confidence. He's been pretty much healthy all year, yeah. you know. And so, and then when you're getting the reward of getting to the line more, I mean, there were times I would be like, I wouldn't go in there either and get knocked around, and so they can, like, you know, get knocked to the ground for no reason. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's probably a combination of things, but yeah, I think he catches the body every game. Seriously, it just feels man. like every game someone's going to get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he just. And it's just, it's just nasty. Just, you know, these are, I mean, I know he doesn't get the John Morant ESPN highlights, but De'Aaron, he's got some top 10 plays this year. Mm -hmm. And almost to the point where I'm like, maybe De'Aaron could have done the dunk contest. I Mm. know. Cause I mean, he, you know, he gets up there and it's, yeah, it's, you know, it's explosive. And I think maybe last year he was probably a little too heavy. He admitted, you know, came in too big, you know, Maybe he didn't have the same type of explosiveness, but yeah, this year it's just been, it's a, it's a mindset. I think really with De'Aaron, it's a mindset. He's always been able to do it, but yeah. I think he's had the pedal. You know, you know, he's you no, know, he's been he's been more on than off, way more this season than I've ever seen. I think I think you said the perfect word. It, it is a mindset with him because I remember. I, I don't want to quote him if he didn't actually say this, but I feel like a year or two ago, somebody asked him about dunking, and he was like. I mean, it's two points. It doesn't matter. He said something to the effect of, like, I only have so many jumps. You know what I mean? I don't want to waste it. Uh, on dun- he, he was, like, real passive with the thought of, of dunking. And it was just all a mindset. And you see this year he's had this explosive mindset. He's had this mindset to, to constantly attack ruthless aggression, some might say. And uh, <laughs> and uh, also with Malik Monk around. And, and like you say, he's getting to dunk every game, I feel like. I mean, like I said, not just a dunk. It's like, you know, Watch somebody head. in the lane need to run. Yeah. Watch your head. How does Sabonis compare to DeMarcus in terms of how just really, really good these two players were for the franchise? Both really damn good players. Uh, I Did you know Domas it. was this good? I thought he was good. I remember when they when they made the trade – I was on the fence of I was on the side. Remember, I was on the side of this is a good trade for them. Mm-hmm. 
And everyone was like, well, you're crazy. And I said he was going to be the best player that, you know, this is like the the best big they've had since DeMarcus and probably the big, the most impactful trade since Weber. I thought, I mean, I've always, I like Savonis. That I think he was 20, 20, you know, no, 20, 15, and 15. No. You know, I didn't, I didn't see all that coming, but I think the main difference is, is in terms of, I think they both have similar skill sets. I think obviously DeMarcus is a more of a, was a, was a more physical player. Mm-hmm. I just wish I could have seen DeMarcus play on a team where they actually put shooters in space around him, mm-hmm. actually put a team like this around him where he didn't have to carry everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, I think, the, you know, I was talking about this the other day. The best point guard that DeMarcus played with was he had Rondo for a year and Darren Collison. Then he had IT, but he never had – IT became an all-star – after Sacramento, he didn't have that same. He didn't have that level of guy with him. They never really got him that supreme all-star level talent to pair with him. Mm-hmm. But I just think, I mean, you see the way that with their, you know, the offense, the way they use the bonus. Demarcus could have done all that in Sacramento. They did. They just, I mean, if, if the poor drafting was highlighted by anything, is look at the guy they drafted around Demarcus. Mm-hmm. You never got him the right, you know. And a lot of it was just overthinking things, you know, just oh, completely overthinking things and, and thinking, you know, well, if I take this guy, DeMarcus will get mad or just weird stuff. But I think overall. Lord, help me. <laughs> is that the tweet? Oh, Lord, it was give me strength. Lord, oh. give me strength. <laughs> That's what it was. And to, uh, and to be and DeMarcus told me that because he was doing hot yoga that day. He had nothing to do with the draft. And hell of a timing for that hot <laughs> yoga class to wrap up. Yeah, so I, I mean, they definitely have similar skill. I just, I think you know, Demarcus is more physical. De, Demarcus had you know that aggression, you know, you know, in a, in a sense that he's going to dunk on somebody when he gets a chance. But in a lot of ways, I mean, when I watch the bonus, I can see Demarcus doing all the same things. Yeah. I mean, so I, I was just going to say, I think Demarcus is a little more skilled offensively. Uh, yeah, with what he has in his yeah. bag, um, I think as good as a passer as Cousins is or was is, I should say, um, I think Demontis is a better passer, uh, natural passer than. than well, that's that's DNA. That's DNA too. Right. You know, right, right, right. Arvidas, right. Arvidas had a few tricks in his sleeve. You know, back in the day. Exactly. Hey, Jason, before you go, um, you care to guess? Like we're, we're just having fun with it. I said thirty-three. You care to mm-hmm. guess when? Uh, DeMontis' double-double streak win. I said 33 games. Oh, man. Where is it at now, 20? 20. No rhyme or reason for me saying 33. I just – I, I don't just, have a rhyme or reason either. I'll just say 27. No no reason at all. Just throw a random number out. He's going Roman Reigns style with this thing. <laughs> 206. <laughs> this thing is... What's the record? Well, yeah, it gets a little. Will Chamberlain has like 250 something in a row. Then he has another record of like 110 in a row. Then he has another record of like 101 in a row. We don't count. So we traced it back. (laughs) It's Kevin Love. Kevin Love has 53. I think it was. I was like, yeah, yeah. Will's kind of unfair. Yeah. So Kevin, Kevin Love has 53. I think Dwight. We we is thirty three. Yeah. 
I mean, given the the fact, I'm, I'm gonna change that. See, given the fact that he doesn't really have a backup they trust like that, mm. he'll get the forty. Mm. He's gonna mm. get the minutes. He's gonna get the. Yeah. I mean, he's getting double doubles by halftime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. So I mean, I could easily see him getting the forty. You know, mm-hmm. the minutes he plays. I think if it ends, it ends because they're in a blowout. Either they're winning or they're you know, you know, it's a big game, and he just sits with like. 17 and 8 and Mike Brown has enough clap to throw him in the game late to get two rebounds. That, that's what happened the last time he didn't get a double-double. It was the Clippers game. Mm-hmm. They were just beating the mess out of him and what do you 26 think minutes. Five, five yeah. rebounds? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so to me that's how it ends. It just ends because the you know, the game is so lopsided you don't throw him back out there, but yeah. I mean, he gets these things just like in his sleep. It's easy. Seven first half double doubles, uh, according to Will Z. Wow. Uh, seven first half double doubles. Yeah. Uh, I'm going. I'm. 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 I'm going Roman. This. This thing's going for the season. Oh he's my! He's breaking the record. Oh my! Or let's he's, go. He's breaking the Kevin Love God, record. Acknowledge God him. Mode. God mode. God mode. <laughs> indeed. He'll be in God mode. Okay. If, can we'll if if that happens, will you ask Domas if he was in God mode? <laughs> I will go specifically to the game to ask him was he in God mode? Because we'd ask James to do it. James would never do it. Like James would be like, "Why are we bringing God into this?" Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, "I'm like, I'm like, uh, what's it feel like to be in God mode?" Oh yeah. You know, you know, the, I'll wear the God mode shirt. He'll oh, get, he'll, get he'll, he'll get it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe That's he'll get it. He'll be like, oh, "Okay." Hey, Jason, let's go Niners, brother. You know what it is, baby. Let's go. We got this, right? We got this. Come on, brother. It pains me to say this, but they them boys or something. We them boys. They them boys. how it goes. I don't know, you know. I am not saying go. I'm not saying that. Let's go, That's okay. Fellow Niner you're, brother. You're, you're a tire this weekend far. said it all. You're going too far. You know, don't put it's that evil on me, Ricky far. Bobby. Don't put that evil on me. We appreciate you, Jason. Thanks as always. Always. Thank you, Catch bro. y'all next week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.